0: I don't even know how I made it through that one like that was just like totally like giving up control and saying like I hope we make it (laughs)
1: Welcome to another episode of Everyday Badassery. I'm your host, Christine Lozada, and today we are filming in the beautiful Bahamas and I am chatting with somebody I'm so excited for you to meet. Her name is Alex and she happens to be traveling somewhere we'll hear a little bit about in Montana. Let's introduce her.
0: I'm Alex, I'm an outdoors blogger um, and I mostly write about national parks, make content on national parks, uh, but anything outdoors, hiking is a big thing too.
1: I'm really, really excited for this one. This podcast is meant to inspire you to be just 1% more badass today than you were yesterday. And in today's hiking stories, we'll hear everything from the 350 pound grizzly bear 20 feet away as three adults are standing behind Alex as she's holding the bear spray to connecting with loved ones, including ones that may not like to hike, but this first story is going to start with bribing her way off the mountain in Nepal after she has hiked Everest. Oh my God, I cannot wait to dive into this. We have to start right there. You understand that you've set yourself up for that.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm ready. Where,
1: Where were you? When was it? And why were you there?
0: All right. So we, my husband and I had just finished the Everest Base Camp track, um, which in and of itself was amazing. It was a physical, emotional, uh, mental experience just in general. So we were uh, up there. Um, we had just gotten done. We had just gotten engaged because we got engaged wow. up at Base Camp, which is really cool. So time out. We got to talk about this. <laughs> How long is this hike? It's two How- weeks it's wow. two weeks. and you gain nice. yeah it's a few hundred miles and a lot of elevation gain so and you're up in the highest mountains in the world so you know the oxygen levels wow. are it you know we had a beer to celebrate up at base camp and felt hungover for like <laughs> three days after because the elevation is just insane so wait what was the worst part of that hike oh the worst part i think the anticipation of knowing that this emotion, big emotional thing was going to happen. So Mm -hmm. there was the physical aspect of it for sure, where it was like, okay, you're getting up every day at five 6 AM. And then you're hiking all day Um, and you're hiking up. You're not just hiking flat. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's the physical aspect of it and knowing you're doing that for two weeks uh, was a lot, but then there was the emotional you know we knew we were going to get engaged at base camp so like that emotional of like oh my gosh this is happening this is so exciting and yeah. like you know part of you wants to rush it part of you is like this is an amazing experience i want to take my time so just like that in in conjunction with the physical was was the not maybe the hardest part but definitely the most um draining I think too by the end of it I was like pretty done. <laughs> I was like wow. we said it okay we're done we're engaged yay hold on what does that mean it
1: means does that mean you knew he was going to propose on
0: Everest? I did yeah I okay. did we had to, again he, he can't keep secrets.
1: <laughs> I was wondering about that I'm like Hi, what do you mean you got engaged? Like you got your engagement party and I'm like no I think he got down on one oh, day yeah. on yep. Everest.
0: Oh yeah oh yeah yeah and uh <laughs> <laughs> and he, he said, well, I said, you know, we found this deal. And, you know, I think when you're a frequent traveler, you see these deals and you're like, I have to go. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we saw this deal to hike Everest. I think it was for a thousand dollars per person, which was what insane. It normally? It's very no expensive. Idea. It's very expensive. So this it's I think normally two grand plus so Mm. we were like oh great we're gonna do it and i really wanted to do it we were in thailand and i said oh i really want to do this like i i'm i would really like to do it and i'm like would you do it with me you don't have to if you don't want to but you can and he said yeah "Yeah, i'll do it i'll do it but one under one condition we have to get engaged while we're there and i'm like oh okay (laughs) drop two bombs on me okay all right. Bombs to be dropped. Yeah. Like, all right, you're gonna go hike two weeks with me up, like probably one of the most difficult hikes wow. in the world, and then we're gonna get engaged. So it was it was really like a sweet thing, but um, but of course, that led in into this adventure. So it was um, we had just gotten done, and the way the airport is is only a certain amount of flights can get out depending on the weather. So mm. Um, the flights had already gone out for the day. We had waited for almost four hours deciding, wow. okay, w- whether or not we were going to get out. Um, and they said, you know, n- no problem. It's extra, but if you would like, you can take a helicopter ride down instead to mm-hmm. a different airport and then you can fly out of there. And we said, sure, why not? You know, let's, if we'd never taken a helicopter ride before. Let's do it. So took the helicopter ride, gorgeous, beautiful views, uh, oh my gosh. And I had my video camera. I was so excited.
1: <laughs> I was so excited. I wasn't
0: even really like doing content creation yet. I was just kind of like playing with it, but yeah. I oh, I'd go back just to do that. <laughs> it was so cool. So we, so we had landed at the the other airport down at a lower elevation and we were like, okay, we'll wait for our flight. We waited, we waited, we waited for like another Three, four hours, and they said, It's not coming. Um, mm. It's not coming. And we were. What do you just, mean it's not coming? <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like, That's kind of why we took the helicopter ride, but okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they said, Yeah, the president of Nepal just flew in, all the airspace is down. Oh, wow. So we were in this tiny town called Boom Jatar, where they only had one hotel. And it was booked. So they said, well, you can either stay overnight at the airport or you can Mm. take a Jeep down to Kathmandu, which was another seven hour drive. And that's not a straight shot drive. It's not. You are in the Himalayas. So you are on these dirt roads that are, Mm -hmm. you know, that for one car only. So you're going and they're bumpy, you know, they're going down. And if you look over, you know, you're right on the edge. If you fall off, you're toast. So we were, we said, okay, why not? We'll take the Jeep. We're here anyway. So we get in the Jeep um, and we end up stopping. We're no daylight left. It's pitch black. So we end up stopping at this. This tiny town, and we said, well, you know, let's grab some road beers. Why not? So we're <laughs> bumping along. Our beers are spilling in the car because it's like these bumpy roads. And you know, we're celebrating. We're like, we're engaged, hooray. And <laughs> so we're having a, you know, have a good time. And then immediately we get probably maybe like 50 miles in, and we get stopped at this checkpoint. And we didn't know tourists are not supposed to be on these roads. Like it's really? actually. Kind of illegal for you to be out, out on these roads because you Why? have a curf. You have a curfew because they don't want anything bad to happen to tourists at a certain mm. period so in Kathmandu you're fine you can be out all night but when you're out in these rural areas you're supposed to be in by a certain time mm. so <laughs> we get to this checkpoint and these guys have ak-47 guns <laughs> and they're tapping on the window with them and here we are with our road beers like this is great and they tap on the window with the AK-47. We kind of roll down the window and it's going slowly. And they're like, you know, we can't speak Nepalese. So we're translating it through our guide. And, and he's yeah. saying, yeah, we're not supposed to be here. Um, they don't know what to do with us. And so we, we ended up. Did you, know,
1: did you know this prior to, no, Anna. no, did no something bad happened to tourists in the rural towns? that that was, I place? would be
0: surprised. Like Nepal, Nepal is a wonderful country. I can't say mm-hmm. enough good things about it, but it isn't necessarily the safest. And Got most it. tourists, they just go do Everest, maybe do the base camp or just hang in Kathmandu, do Annapurna and that's it they don't really go to anywhere else. Um, they might, yeah, that's pretty much it. So the, they were kind of like surprised to see us out and about and just be like, oh, okay. These, these guys look I mean, like they're having was, a really good time. For like, right in. Yeah, being out <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. So we, we did, we ended up bribing them. How'd out that get go? Like
1: own. how long did that take to finish bribing them like because normally in my experience bribing uh security or police it takes it took sometimes it can take a long time how long yeah it it took a while what did that look like
0: Um, it was interesting because we did at least have someone who spoke Nepalese with us. Mm -hmm, So they mm -hmm. were able to kind of say, okay, you know, here, here's how much, here's how much they want. And then they had someone. So if we were, you know, they said, oh, they're demanding this, we shouldn't give them that we Mm -hmm. should give them less than that. So that helped a lot. Otherwise, I think I would have just been like, take all the cash. Like, I don't care. I just want to get home. How much did you end up having to give them? Oh, I think it was like $5. It wasn't much. Wow. I know. But That's, for them, that was a lot.
1: That, yeah. right? There are so many times yeah. in which I've been caught in situations where I'm like, oh my gosh. And this is part of the reason why when I travel, I don't keep all my money in one place. Like yes. There are varying amounts in each pocket. And I know... Or the, Pocket in quotes <laughs> 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 on my person. We know. And- <laughs> we know what that means. <laughs> and uh, so you know which which pocket mm-hmm. to reach into based off of the mm-hmm. situation you're in, whether you're bribing someone or you're just buying a, a coffee. Um, and there are times where it's like, is this going to cost me hundreds or thousands yeah. of dollars, or is this going to cost me? In your case.
0: Five dollars. <laughs> Which again, I was I was so glad that nope. I didn't end up saying here, take all the cash because this happened five or six times on the way back down. Wow. So much that I eventually fell asleep because I was exhausted. So I fell asleep on Daniel and we're bouncing up and down these roads down the Himalayas and I'm fast asleep and we're stopping at these checkpoints and he's just here, take the five dollars at that point. So we eventually made it back to to Kathmandu and it was totally fine, but it was it was definitely uh, an emotional also experience after doing yeah. something very emotional and then you know having that physical experience too so it was just it was one of those where uh, afterward speaking introvert went back crashed for like a week in straight in the hotel and did barely left, went out and got food and came back kind of situation because... I'm glad
1: you made it safely and I can't imagine what it must have been like thanking your guide for getting you down Oh my gosh,
0: we still keep in touch. We still keep (laughs) in touch. Yeah, he had a kid recently. We're like, oh, Deepak, how are you? He's awesome. We still, yeah, we're like, thank you for saving our lives multiple times.
1: That is a (laughs) Wild story. Okay. I would love to fast forward and hear Mm. a different kind of hiking story elsewhere in the world. Like I'm so actually this is interesting. If I wasn't here in the Bahamas Mm. and if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, you'll see some of the scenes that I'm currently looking at right now while I'm filming with Alex. Um, If I wasn't here, I would actually be with you where Mm. you're at, which is where.
0: I'm in Montana in my hometown um, and the story that we're going to talk about next was in kind of in my backyard, which um, I, again, if you had told me anything exciting would ever happen in Montana, I wouldn't have believed you. So <laughs> it's a, it was a small town growing up. It's not so small anymore. People have kind of discovered it. Um, but we were hiking last year up in Glacier National Park, which is um my home, I grew up there. My parents took me hiking there. Uh, it, it really is a very, very special place to me. I got married there. Wow. Um, so we were hiking up there last year and we went over to the east side of the park um, and we took on the Grinnell Glacier Hike, which is kind of the iconic glacier hike. If you're going to, you know, you need to do it at least once in your life, if you, mm. especially if you live around here, grew up around here. So we were hiking. I insisted to be the first one on the trail because I it gets super crowded. Mm. It's been discovered now. People, you know, people love it. So uh, we got up. We got there at five thirty in mm. the morning, and there was one other couple with us. And I was like, "That's totally fine, just as long as aren't." huge crowds. Yeah. And um, we were hiking along and um they were really quiet. They were quiet hikers and I Daniel and I just aren't that. We are loud. Like we talk. Like, you know, he's a, he's from New York, so he's got this big booming voice <laughs> in which so we're not really worried about bears all that much. But um, this couple ahead of us, they were really quiet. And so we said, you know, we'll let them go ahead just in case there's a bear. Not really thinking there would be. Um, and my brother had given me his bear spray because you, if you go hiking in bear country, you should always bring your bear spray. And I knew that growing up. So
1: and Actually, really quick, for someone yes. like myself who doesn't know what bear spray is or how yes. it works... Yeah. What how like what is it? Does it just look like pepper spray or something? It does. Or? It
0: looks a lot like pepper spray and it acts, it's pretty much pepper spray. Um just more enhanced pepper spray because mm. um, you know, bears are really sensitive nose wise. So mm. you the first thing they're going to do is smell you um, over or see you or hear you. So their noses are really sensitive. So you want something really strong to let them know, okay, don't come near. Um, so it's basically just really strong pepper spray. Um, and, you know, they make special bear containers for them and, you know, pepper spray just, probably isn't strong enough but it's basically the same thing so um anywhere like like on your little holster with you on your bag and you know it's you know i've never had to use it before so i was just like oh you know it's kind of like a fun accessory but
1: (laughs) fun accessory
0: (laughs) um i look like i know what i'm doing so we're hiking we're hiking and all of a sudden that couple comes back and they they whisper and they go "Shh, shh shh there's a bear which is the exact opposite of what you should be doing is <laughs> like, "Hi, bear. Hello, bear. Like, go away, bear." And so they come back, and they had each pulled out a pistol from their sign. Oh, yeah, okay. which you can. Is that normal? No, I mean, you're you can bring guns to parks. No one's gonna say don't do it, mm-hmm. um, but you really a pistol's not going to do much against a grizzly bear. I'm going to be honest. It's wow. just going to make it mad. So that's why they recommend bring bear spray. Don't bring a pistol. Um, also grizzly bears, they're threatened. They're not endangered anymore, but they are threatened. So mm. um, if you do kill one, you have the potential of having a huge fine or even some jail time on, wow. um, unless you can prove it was in self-defense. So um, anyway, so they come back and they say, do you have bear spray? Do you have bear spray? And they they have these pistols pulled out, and I'm like, "Yeah, I do." So they all get behind me. This guy has <laughs> his pistol right by my ear, and I'm like, "Oh God, I really hope he does not pull that thing because I'm gonna go deaf in that ear if he does." Yeah, yeah. So this bear comes around the corner, and it's a it's a big male grizzly. It's about 750 pounds, I think. So how tall is that? Uh, standing up would be about six foot probably. Um, so what, it's, shooting.
1: what were you saying to yourself in that moment?
0: Uh, you know, at that moment, I just, I hope the bear spray works. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I hope I do this right. Um, so that was really my main thought was like, I hope I, I hope I don't kill us all. Um, or I hope he doesn't shoot and then we all end up dead. So that was my thought. Um, and just, you know, here, I'm, I'm pretty petite. I'm like five, two. So, but here's all these people behind me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm the smallest one in front of like this giant bear with like this bear spread. And I'm like, I hope it works. I hope it didn't expire or something and we're okay. So, and the bear was kind of doing like a little bit of predatory behavior, which means, you know, he was looking at you kind of stalking you a little bit because mm. he sees you as prey, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause they're backtracking they're being quiet. They're acting like prey. So I did manage to get it out and spray it. It was about, I want to say, like fifteen to twenty feet away at that point. That's close. It was close. It How was much close.
1: Time has passed since them coming back and like whispering that there's been bear... long,
0: not long. Probably uh maybe two or three minutes at most. At most. So two to it, three of the longest minutes of your life? These are <laughs> the longest minutes of my life. Like Wow, yeah, it was it was you know, and and my poor husband, like the the woman who had the pistol, she was freaked out, like she was flipping out, and of he's yeah, and rightfully so, and he's trying to calm her down and say, "Do not shoot, do not mm-hmm, shoot, mm-hmm, do not mm-hmm. shoot," and so poor poor Daniel's like running, you know, like he's being someone's therapist back there, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I hope this works. So, but we did, we sprayed, he went right off the trail, didn't bother us after. How Um, quickly,
1: like, is it an immediate, like you spray it and it starts going away? You
0: know, it depends on the bear. It depends if they're used to humans or not. Uh, Mm. But he was very much like, I don't want any part of it. Like, you know, he was like, okay, gotcha. I'm not, I'm not coming anywhere near, went right off the trail.
1: Okay, wait, hold on. Let's pretend the bear spray didn't work. (laughs) What do you think would have happened? Like, what what would you have done second?
0: Oh, okay. So second, uh, it just totally granted to say like they don't shoot the bear and make it angry because mm-hmm, if they mm-hmm. shot the bear and make it angry, we'd probably be dead because it would charge us and we would, you know, get attacked. And um, you were
1: in the front. Go on.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I would probably play dead at that point. If the bear spray didn't work oh, wow, and they were yeah. coming at me, I would get down on the ground and cover my neck. Mm-hmm. Um, and just play dead because then it would know I was not a threat and I was not trying to, um, you know, really, or run away. Don't ever run away. If you see a bear that, that immediately triggers their instinct of saying, I'm going to go after this, this is prey, And they run 35 miles an hour. So wow. you're, yeah, you're toast. You're toast.
1: So one of the things I'm fascinated in hearing your story is I've, I never thought in the places that mm. I hike there, they tend to not be. I don't really hike off the beaten path yeah uh until I started hiking off the beaten mm. path and mm-hmm. the time in which I found a wildcat on the trail oh gosh yeah and um it was a it was a baby mm. it was oh, so no. cute so <laughs> curious and came over you know and of course like I just stood completely frozen yeah. still didn't I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do yeah and it was very curious and it was fine until the mother came mm-hmm.
0: and I yep. didn't
1: know what I was supposed to do and so I like you know, put my backpack over my head and then no. slowly walked backwards, maintaining eye contact. Mm-hmm. But like I didn't know what to do, and so yeah. in the case of bears, is do you have any resources around what people can learn about for hiking with bears? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I have a lot of stuff on my Instagram. Um, I also have a tour that runs into September teaching bear safety. So no if way! anyone's in Glacier and wants to go on like a nice little hike in a state park. You get to spray like a fake bear spray. So you learn how to do it. Um, just kind of mm-hmm. like that ease of mind kind of thing to be able to say, if I do run in this situation, I can um, also, I really recommend even just like our national parks have great resources on bear stuff. Yeah. Uh, Cause they, they do have a big bear problem, but you're really not going to run into the grizzly problem so much unless you're in Montana or Alaska. Uh, maybe wow. a little bit in Wyoming with Yellowstone, but. Yeah. Um, and I
1: will link all of that in the show notes of this podcast. Oh, so be you. sure to find that. Thank you.
0: And then, you know, it was fascinating to me.
1: So mm-hmm. Alex and I also did another podcast episode about creating and traveling as mm-hmm. introverts uh, or in my case, an on And one thing that you had said was how, Growing up in Montana, like you didn't have a whole lot of love for it, but now mm. you do. Mm-hmm. What what changed?
0: Mm, I I think traveling actually changed it for me. Um, you know, mm. going around the world and realizing how special this place was um wow which was really cool you know i i had amazing experiences as we said earlier you know i i've hiked some really incredible places i've been to more than 50 countries um and been had some really incredible experiences but really there's something really special about this area. And I, am sure everyone feels that about their hometown, you know? Well, I didn't,
1: I didn't feel that way until I started traveling Mm -hmm. as well because for me, I grew up in sunny San Diego, Mm -hmm. a short drive from the beach and I just thought every beach looked like that. I grew up in San Diego and I would go vacation in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Like what that does in terms of making you completely jaded as a child, like, wow. I'm like, (laughs) what do you mean when I moved to New York York City? When it's cold and snowing, you don't just throw on a second hoodie. Like, what do you mean it doesn't work like that? Or, you know, what do you mean it's not 72 degrees year round, obviously? Um, Yeah. it took me a lot of seeing other places to truly appreciate where mm -hmm. I had grown up which I'm so thankful my parents still live there.
0: <laughs> no, right. It makes it so much better. It's like, okay, my my whole family is here and they haven't left. And they thought I re- was a little bit crazy for leaving. They were kind of like, why would you leave paradise? Mm. And Which it is not in the winter. So do not come in the winter. I'm just saying. <laughs> unless you're a skier, but unless you, you know, don't come. But it's, it really is a super, super beautiful place. And, you know, it's changed a lot. Um, when I was growing up, there, there was not a lot to do. And now there's, you know, we went to the Renaissance Fair yesterday, speaking of being a nerd. So So, like, there's a lot more to do. There's just more to do here. But Um, you've
1: also created something to help people enjoy and see this place that you love. Tell me more about it.
0: Yeah. um, The tours for me were really that, and it's really focusing on local experiences um, because there are so many amazing places. Glacier will always be my, my heart and my home, but There are some amazing places outside of it. Um, And really, locals don't necessarily go hike in Glacier because tourism is so popular there. Mm -hmm. So they'll go hike in other locations. They'll go in the National Forest. We've got... Millions and millions of acres of national forests right around. So, you know, th- those are all free and able to hike anytime you want. So, um, really taking people there, showing them that, you know, you don't necessarily have to go to the super touristy spots to enjoy yeah. it. And also teaching people about how to keep these places. Um, accessible and beautiful for future generations because it has changed a lot since I was younger and uh, you could just go up in the middle of the afternoon in the summer and have a picnic lunch and no one, you, you wouldn't see anyone around you, you know, now millions of people come Every year. Wow. So it and really is the big difference.
1: Had a huge impact on the place. Mm-hmm. I yes. love that. So if mm-hmm. you're curious about that local's perspective, make sure you check the show notes for more info about her tours because I'll be linking that in there. And I was supposed to be on one, but you'll I come
0: would, next year. You'll I will come next, next year. year. Yeah. I uh, I
1: jumped on the opportunity to be at the ocean.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. We're, we're looking forward to it too. We're uh, Floridians part time now so in the winter i'm so 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 excited i know we're gonna be so close i'm so excited it's gonna be great do you ever hike by yourself i have yeah in the past um i definitely would hike by myself especially when i traveled solo i would i would go by myself i knew also there weren't as many dangers um when you are hiking in europe you don't have to worry about bears <laughs> you yeah. don't have to worry about those kind of concerns as much there are more people around in the countryside so if something happens you're more likely to be found um so when i was traveling solo i did a lot um also my husband wasn't super into hiking to begin Ooh. with either uh mm-hmm. he's a new yorker so for him it was kind of like all right this is like a fun thing to do every other year <laughs> um <laughs>
1: i leave meatball at home when i go yeah. hiking he has zero interest <laughs> i was
0: surprised like um i actually uh wrote a whole article about it and it was published in folders about our relationship and <laughs> hiking because i drug him on this trip in guatemala and it was so hard and i felt so bad it was his first major hike and oh what my kind gosh what hike was it it was a volcano hike so it was up all the way. It was just no break in elevation. And you it was an- no- Is tic- Uh Tikal? No, it, it's right by there. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Acatenango, so it's in Antigua. So it's right, it's really <laughs> close. And so, but I was like, this is so cool. We're going to go see Mount Fuego explode. Like, how could he not love this?
1: Wait a minute. Is this the hike where they will give you the marshmallows and the sticks at the bottom and you yeah. can roast it on the lava? It, okay, yeah. I've done this. Yeah, it's really <laughs>
0: fun. It's really fun. And it's overnight, too. So it was like his first hike. And I should have just been like, okay, we're going to go like this little like day hike. It'll be fun. I don't know. So we're like hiking and the elevation gain, and you know, it's a higher elevation there. So, you know, he's like, How is this fun? This is not fun. (laughs)
1: And it sounds, it sounds like you started the uh,
0: hiking adventure uh, off on the wrong, the wrong choice I, of destination. The wrong choice of destination. It should have been like, okay, we're gonna go hike around like a preserve on Long Island or something like that. <laughs> and we've done that a lot since, especially during the pandemic when we couldn't go anywhere. So, but um, you know, he was like. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. And then we were sleeping and camping up at the top Mm -hmm. and you know, it was really beautiful. And he was like, I, 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 it's beautiful, but like, this is horrible. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I I won't, I promise I will never make you go on a hike again. But it was a bit of a conflict for me because we were on the same page on almost everything, Mm -hmm. like everything. And you know, we still are like pretty, pretty tight. He's my best friend. So that was really hard because I really loved this. It was something I really what loved. what
1: changed? Because he hikes with you in, think, in Glacier.
0: I think it's just him. I mean, he he was, you know, we both kind of, when you've been together, we've been together almost, oof, gosh, 10 years now. Like, we've been together eight years. And so I think, you know, you just over time, like, start to kind of say, okay, I'm, I'm willing to wiggle on this a little bit, mm. or I'm willing to try this for you because I love you. Mm. And so, you know, we were in Korea and then I said, I really want to go do this hike, but I'll just go by myself. Um, you go do whatever you want, like, you know, have, have a blast. And he said, you know, I'm going to try it again. So we did Bukhansan, which is again, not an easy hike. Like this mm. was the hike I wanted to do. And so mm. I drug him along and he was like, oh, actually this is really cool. This is really cool. I I underestimated like how cool this can be. And then hold you know, on. I
1: love that he's having a great experience, but I love that you were set on doing this with or without him.
0: Oh yeah. And that's kind of how we've always been. Like the other day he went and did something with his brother and he he invited me. He said, You're welcome to come. And I said, No, not interested. Like go have fun. Yeah. And we still do that even now where, you know, he I would like to climb uh, Mount Whitney and do some Mm -hmm, more technical mm -hmm. ice climbing and stuff. And he's like, nope not interested, (laughs) go have fun, like, go take the trip on your own. I don't care. And, you know, so there's a comfortability there too, where, you know, we know our boundaries. So for me, I'm like, okay, I can't live in New York city anymore. And he's like, okay, fair. (laughs) So he can't either. He's done with it too. But yeah. um, Yeah. You know, we we're really good about knowing our boundaries, but also being able to say, all right, I'm willing to try this for you. So he dragged me all around like uh, Ho Chi Minh city to find this perfect Bon me place. And I'm like, <laughs> like for hours. And I was so hungry. And I'm like, can't we just stop at that one? It looks exactly <laughs> the same as the one we're going in. Like, Nope. Mm-mm. We have to go to the, you know. his, f-. he's like, Nope. Wow. He's a real foodie. So dedicated just to like, the bond me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it was delicious. Like it was, it, it was almost worth it. It was almost worth it. It's so, <laughs> um but yeah so I think you know just you learn to kind of meet each other where you're at so yeah and then after that you know he was the one who said let's get engaged at Everest you know it wasn't me saying let's do that and for our honeymoon we hiked the Inca Trail and then we're doing Patagonia for this trip and so our next trip we're going on.
1: So for for women who are curious about hiking alone Mm -hmm. do you Mm -hmm. have any safety tips for them if you're not me and you can just send a drone down the trail to make sure you clear everything and it looks all right hey i mean that's like a signal in a way too of like i'm here um, well, it'll, it will make all the animals gosh. obviously this is not happening in national parks but if i'm going hiking like when i would hike alone in hawaii mm-hmm. i would oftentimes try to catch a sunrise mm-hmm. or i would go you know likely before others are on the trail and so right. i would just send my drone really quick to look but also to shoo away anything that might be there because no, no animal likes the sound of a drone. drone. Yeah, no. I would not think. Mm-mm. Huh? It makes. It's go a great away. idea.
0: Well, I will add that to my tips and say <laughs> go see Christine because she's the drone queen of the world. Um, no, it's a great idea. Um, I think the biggest thing is knowing, letting people know that you're hiking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, a big part of it too. It, it happens several times a year in multiple national parks, someone goes hiking male or female alone, and they end up dead um, mm-hmm. just because they haven't told anyone, Hey, I'm out. I'm, I'm going on this trail. So that is the first thing you should do is just say, Hey, to friends, family, even if they're not around in the area, just letting them know, okay, I'm going to be hiking. Um, You know, expect me by this time. If you don't hear from me by this time, this is when you need to get worried. Yeah. Um, and I just, love
1: using fine friends, both for hiking and even for yeah, travel. That's um, a great way
0: to do it. And, yeah. you know,
1: obviously, sometimes you're on the trail, and sometimes that doesn't work because you won't have service where you're at yep. or whatever it might be. And so giving people that expectation of, like, you know, I should be back around this time and I'm going to this trail or whatever. Um, I love that tip. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think even like some Facebook groups do that too, where you know, mm. you just say, Hey, and then you have a giant community of people yeah. being like, Oh, well, did you um, check in? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and check in that's and be right. like, Oh, are you okay? Um, that's a good one. The, knowing the 10 essentials of hiking gear and what to bring is really Ooh. important. Um, the 10 Besides essentials. Water, sunscreen. What else? Water, sunscreen. Very good. Snacks. Uh, snacks you got it. Shoes. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the where actually is one. Christine, you got four. That was really good. That was really good. Drone. Drone. Like, we'll no. add drone. That's we'll add eleven drone. now. Eleven. Um, yep. And shelter is one. If you're mm. caught out, uh, mm-hmm. signaling device so you can mm-hmm. signal. Mm-hmm. Compass, map, so you know yep. where you're going. Rain gear. Um, and I think that would be it. That would be it. So.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. But knowing
0: That's- those essentials, uh, it can really help you. So you're packed. To- oh, and first aid kid and multi tools. So you're ready to go when you know what to do. And you're out about like, okay, I've got to create a fire tonight. Mm-hmm. And you have the proper tools in order to do that. So yeah, Um, uh, that's, I mean, those are the biggest ones, uh, really just again, alerting people, letting them know you're going and then making sure you're packing properly, being prepared, knowing the trail before you go can be really helpful too. So you don't end up saying, wow, this is way more difficult than I was planning on. Um, Yeah. So you don't bring enough water and you don't realize, oh my gosh, I needed a water filter on top of this. You know, I've
1: definitely run out of water on a hike. Oh, so
0: easy. It's so easy to, I have to. And then I've come back and been like, that was the biggest mistake.
1: I think you can see why I love Alex and don't forget to check the show notes. There are so many of the resources that she has created around hiking and the outdoors in there for you, but we're going to jump to some of our kind of fun and crazier hiking stories in this next part. Okay. Alone or with someone, what is the craziest hike you've ever done?
0: Mm, I mean, Everest was definitely the longest and the most um, mentally challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, The, the, Bear one was the most wildlife intensive <laughs> hike. Yep, Thank goodness.
1: Um, thats think, the most intensive one.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. I th- I think the one of the most memorable for me though was doing the Inca Trail uh, for our honeymoon um, because it, it, I was so not in like hiking shape either at that mm. point. I was working as an editor of a travel publication, so I was at a desk all day. Yeah. Um, you know, I had just gotten married. And so like, and my, my stress, I always lose a, a ton of weight when I'm stressed out. So I was like, not in good shape. I was like, you know, and I had gotten food poisoning and we were like two oh. days in and it was so funny. Cause like Daniel's always had the harder, harder time on hikes. Cause he's, he's a big guy. It's just harder for him to hike. He's had injuries and stuff, but I was the one sitting on the, real puking and being and on our honeymoon it was super romantic wow. and, here, and here he is you know he's he's just sitting there watching and he's like i'll keep an eye out so if someone want, comes in the back like you know you're okay you don't have to worry about them coming back there and he's like are you okay and i'm like no i'm not and oh, it lasted like two days of the hike which is it's a four-day wow. hike so yeah. Like not feeling great.
1: You're also at altitude doing.
0: Yeah, that, right? and altitude too. You throw in that and it's a, it's a lot. So, you know, and I think we were just like <laughs> We were laughing about it the entire time because what else are you going to do, you know? So, and then you're camping, you know, you're not in a, in a hotel or anything. So that was, it was, for me, that was really memorable because it really brought us together too um, by saying, all right. You also
1: said this happened on your honeymoon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, like you are spending your like a part of your relationships is hiking that's amazing. it is it's a yeah. big
0: part of it it's a big part of it and you know uh you know we're planning on doing Kilimanjaro and, you know, it's part of our, um, it's a really good way to bond because you have time together and you have time away from screens. You have time away from work. You have time away from family. And it could just be the two of you. And we just chat, we talk and, you know, enjoy each other's company. And when I was hiking solo, it was enjoying my own company. Um, But really just that's what I love about hiking is it really puts you in that present moment. And you're really just thinking about, wow, this is a beautiful view, or this is a conversation I'm having, or you're not thinking about, oh my gosh, I should be posting right now, or I should be working right now. You're
1: just in the moment. I have to tell you about about my craziest hike, and also something I think will be really fascinating to you. Um, so I'm laughing because you really want to hike Whitney and Whitney was the gnarliest hike I've ever done. Oh yes. I want to
0: hear all about
1: it. There's so many ways you can do Whitney in very smart ways, but the Mm -hmm. way I did Whitney and kind of reflecting on where you are right now, Mm -hmm. you are moving out of New York city and Mm -hmm. to somewhere else. I had just moved out of New York city and Mm -hmm. to San Francisco. And so I had boxed everything up. And what the what was going to happen was I helped to box everything up and then movers were gonna move everything from my New York apartment to my now San Francisco oh condo. Gosh. And my 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 husband at the time, now ex-husband, uh-huh. was going to fly across country while our stuff was being moved uh-huh. and then settle us into our new condo while I flew directly to San Diego. Oh picked up my family, and then drove to Ojai to go four hours later hike Mount Whitney. And so I just finished moving. I'm sore from moving. I'm exhausted. And I got two hours of sleep and we started hiking Whitney at midnight because we were doing it as a single out and back. And so to be able to summit at Whitney, you need to do it you know, with good lighting, and then obviously keeping an eye on weather. And so we're hiking, we're hiking up. So the first what, six hours of the hike mm-hmm. is in complete darkness, we have headlamps on, uh, which also meant the last six hours of coming back down was amazing, because I'm seeing it for the first time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. But oh. oh,
1: it was wild. So we're we're making our way up. I get awful, awful um, altitude sickness. <laughs> I ended up crawling the last quarter mile. Oh the last quarter gosh, mile should... took me an hour, an, an hour to go a quarter oh mile. Um, but we summited it as a family, myself, my sister, and my parents. It's really and cool. It, it was such an amazing experience. We were up there, and it was it's so cold at the top, right? Mm-hmm. So the bottom, you're completely... You're in shorts and whatever else, but at the top, Mm -hmm. it's you see snow and you're completely covered. But what's funny is, um, I mean, obviously, for the the hot part, um, it was during the dark. So Mm. I didn't have any sun on me. And then once we're at the top, I'm like fully covered, except I didn't realize I was wearing capris and hiking socks, which means I had a one inch sliver of skin (laughs) showing. So I had, it looked like I had had tattoos around my ankles where the sun sunburned me (laughs) just in that spot. It was like the sexiest look in the world.
0: I am sure. You know, the. I, that's what I love about hiking too, is you get all these weird tans, like in weird places <laughs> because you think you've covered and like, you, you know, yeah. You're like, Oh wow. <laughs> this
1: what was that attractive? Yeah. What was I? Thinking? Oh my gosh.
0: I'm so proud of you though. That is not any, that's a tough hike. It's a tough so
1: hike. that was, that was the hike I did. And I ended up on the way down, Completely ran out of battery on every piece of electronics Uh I have, which is just normal and fine. I didn't bring anything to recharge anything because it was a single out and back. But it meant I did the entire back half of that hike in complete silence and completely disconnected. Bless you. Which was kind of the best way to do that hike and just be completely immersed. And one of the things I'm going to do, which I think might be interesting to you, um, Colin O'Brady is somebody who Mm. has broken many, many, many world records, one Mm. of them being completing all of like the most craziest hikes in the U.S. in a very short period of time, Whitney included. Mm. His summit time was um, I think 46% of my total time (laughs) that it took me.
0: (laughs) Don't you hate those people? Like you're like, wow, you're so
1: cool. But he wrote a book called The 12-Hour Walk and Mm. it's supposed to mimic being in these strenuous situations Mm, mm. completely disconnected and he's trying to encourage 10 million people myself included Mm. and i will be going on a 12 hour walk completely disconnected and it's it's not supposed to be this like strenuous race it's really supposed to be a mind Mm. game of being Mm. immersed in just walking Mm -hmm. um, and being completely disconnected and just Mm -hmm. with your thoughts and i'm like i think i've done enough hikes to feel like i've already done this but still going to participate
0: yeah yeah and ah. I think different taisa hikes too like uh you're gonna some you're gonna want to be the strenuous ones and you're gonna mm-hmm. want to say I'm gonna push myself and this yeah. is gonna be hard and then others are, are more for your mental health they're more for yeah. you know really having that time to think like my mom and I did um a portion of the Camino de Santiago together
1: oh yeah
0: and it was really interesting because it's not tough like the first Mm -hmm. part of it's tough but the rest of it is really flat and you have a lot of just walking like you were saying of just wait for
1: someone who is not familiar with the this very famous walk how yes. long is it? What is it? Where is it?
0: Uh, it's, it well, it's in Europe. Um, that's one way to put it, because there are so many different variations you can do. Mm-hmm. So the most famous one uh, starts in France and then goes all the way to the end of Spain in Glacia. So wow. my mom and I just did a, a chunk in Glacia. So we did about I think it was a week Um, just the two of us which was really fun and she's not she she would hike occasionally when we were kids but nothing too crazy so it was a big thing for her. She hadn't traveled a ton. So she came all the way to Spain when I was living there and uh, we decided to do this together. Yeah. So that, that was really special and having that time with her um, of just the two of us, you know, I wasn't really creating content at that point. Um, it was kind of before I really was getting into that. So it was really just a lot of walking, a lot of talking, a lot of pausing and having a beer all along the way and then picking up and walking again. And that was a really more like a spiritual experience almost in a way. Um, and it's a spiritual walk. It's a, it's a pilgrimage. So it's, um, yeah. Yeah. So there was there's definitely the time for, like you said, the Whitneys and the Everest and the And then there's the time for, you know, this is just a different kind of experience spiritually for me, mentally for me. Um, so that's another thing I love about hiking is you can pick and choose your own adventure and what you want out of it too. You know, maybe you want that physical activity and that mental toughness of going through something. Or maybe you do want more reflective time and time to kind of say, All right, this is I'm going to pause for a moment and and think. So that's another reason why I love it. Yes. Oh, and when it comes to hiking, are you a badass? Oh, yeah, totally. I would say that's one of the most badassery things about me for sure. Why? Why? uh, You know, honestly, again, like it's the same thing. Why I'm a badass as a creator, I think is the persistence is Mm. I will finish the hike, even if it takes me longer or it's harder. Um, For me, it it really is about getting the job done. Um, It may not be the best. I may not be the fastest. I may not be the strongest, but I'll get it done. And, you know, just having that experience is, you know, for me, really, really important. So, Badass. I definitely would say badass at hiking, but it's, it's a component of my badassery for sure.
1: No. Hell question. yeah. And where can people find you?
0: I am Alex on the map, uh, alexonthemap.com Alex on the map on Instagram, Alex on the map on TikTok. pretty much everywhere. So, and
1: all of her hiking resources and more stories will be in the show notes to so make sure you check those out and we'll see you in the next adventure.